following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, Got to play pinball And put in your earplugs Put on your eye shades You know where to put the cork Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show um, The show's going to be a little different today uh, We have some guests in the studio And uh, we're commemorating the 10th anniversary of the Tom Dupree show and Christy I'm going to let you explain what we're doing here today yes we're just celebrating you in this show we are so excited that it's been on for 10 years 10 incredible years on WLAP you know at one point it was on Saturdays and then went to Sunday Saturdays and Sundays it's it's been an awesome ride and we are excited to have some special guests to kind of Go down memory lane with you, and the show will air on Saturday like it normally does from 8 to 9, but we are recording it here on Wednesday, and we're going to have some kind of behind-the-scenes photos and and whatnot to share, but um, some special guests are here, and we are excited. One in particular. One in particular. I mean, Adarsh is always special, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we welcome uh, Leland Conway to the show. Exactly. How How are you? I'm doing good. Dude, I cannot believe it's been 10 years. It has been a decade. It has. You know what it is? It's just being friends with Tom Dupree makes it 10 years just fly by. That's what it is. No, that's exactly Because you never know what's going to happen. Do you know how many times I had to take a call from you at 530 on Saturday morning? <laughs> I bet that's true. I love it. I love it. But you were always fun. Well, you know, Leland, the, the fact of the matter is this show would not exist if it weren't for you. Well, it kind of takes you because you're the host. It's true, but <laughs> but the 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 fact is, you pushed me really hard to do radio, and I had done radio before, and I didn't think it worked. And you you came by my office, and you really kind of almost implored me to get back on. And I don't know what was going on with you, but what you were telling me was that. Your career was dependent upon radio also, and you needed to get clients, and you needed to uh, bring some people in in an advertising sense. Initially, we weren't even talking about doing a radio show. We were talking about advertising. And I did it based on you pushing me. Well, I I remember that meeting, actually. Yeah, I do, too. I came into your office, uh, and... uh... You had been on with us before, but hadn't been on in a while. And I'm thinking, from my end, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I, I need a client that will spend some money and, and stick with us right. because I, I had just stumbled into this talk radio gig thing. That's exactly right. Yeah, and, and so I'm like, I need, I need somebody. And, I, and, and it was funny because we sat down at the table and you said, you said, ain't no way. Yeah. But, then you, but then you said, I'll hear you out. But I'm just going to tell you right now, the answer is no. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this is off to a great start. Right. I love it. So what I was trying to do was kind of diffuse your expectations. 
And what you ended up doing was talking me into something that really revolutionized the way that we did business. And, and I, I got to give myself a pat on the back for having an open mind, basically, at that point. Because, and I'll tell you another thing, it really goes to the power of radio. And, you know, what a great product you guys have. In, in radio, and in, I know uh, Clear Channel does some advertising, or um, iHeartRadio, rather, about how it cuts across all demographics yeah. and, and things like that. But it really was a very big deal for me. It's been an even bigger deal for you. You know, you've, you've built your entire career on sitting behind the microphone and, and coming out with stuff to say every day. Well, you were faithful to us. Well, and, you guys were to me too, right? And well, that and that was the thing is I I, I remember telling you I said, look, I my butt's on the line as much as yours is, right? Because you know I knew that I had to I had to sell time if I was going to be on the air, and I knew that if I you know and this is this is capitalism one on one, right? Exactly. If, if I'm in business with somebody, um, it needs to be mutually beneficial. And when iHeartRadio hired me, I knew that I had to bring value to the proposition, right? And I also always approached you that way because we had to bring value to you. And that's where I think that seed got planted with the idea of doing a radio show because one of the things I noticed about you right away was your ability to take financial stuff, which most people are bored to tears with, and take it and put it in a conversational piece that makes it exciting, funny, entertaining, and easy to listen to. I'm bored to. to tears with it a lot of times. It does, but see, you make it entertaining on your show. That's, that's the true. thing. That's that's because what, you're not afraid to take it where it might go. Do you understand what I'm saying? You yeah. follow it where it goes, and that's what makes people excited to listen because they're like, "Here's a guy who's honest." I can't remember how many times I have had you on my show to talk about financial news, and you come on and you say like the opposite of what people want to hear. But it's the truth, yeah. and that's what matters. Well, it's the truth. Uh, the, the The truth of the financial markets is always unfolding. It's kind of like a continuous revelation. New stuff's happening all the time. But the other thing that you've done is you've made it possible for these guys over here, <laughs> and, and this is your, your radio uh, company here, to be well known enough that people recognize their voices and ask them sometimes, are are you the guy on the radio? And that would be Adarsh <laughs> and Mike. And did, didn't that happen to you just the other day? It, it, it did. In fact, it's happened a few times. And a few weeks ago, I was at a restaurant and someone overheard me speak and <laughs> like, aren't you Adarsh from the Tom Dupree show? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It, it's crazy. And then Mike has a pretty hard-to-mistake voice himself, and uh, so... I, I, now, I've, I've not had the experience that Adarsh had, but did, did you get her number? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I forgot. Not, not allowed to. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, what it's done is it's enabled these guys to have a footprint also and a voice and a, a way that they get heard. And the biggest thing nowadays in this world is to be able to have a voice, is to, you know, to have something that you say, a take on current events. Because a lot of people, 
it drives them nuts that they have no outlet for it. Yeah. And we're lucky in that we get to go and talk about it. But I think that's what's refreshing about you from, you know, from your listener standpoint and why I think they trust you and they call you is because you do have a take, you know, and it's like, again, with a lot of financial people, sometimes they're afraid to really wade into the whys of it. And I remember you told me one time we were talking about investing and uh, you, you and I was asking you about various different places that, you know, you could go with money. And you said, you know, what you do is you invest in companies that have fundamentals and you're not necessarily watching the everyday ups and downs. But if a company makes something that has value, creates value, then you're interested in it. And that, well, that's, that's they, always made sense to me. If they're good to their shareholders. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. They have to be able to be shareholder oriented so that they will, uh, you know, take care. So it's, it'll be a good company in which to invest right. because they take care of the shareholders. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Why, why, did, why did you decide that doing a radio show as opposed to just advertisements? was the way to go. Why why did that appeal to you? Well, I did do, Where's the bug? I did do just advertisements for a long time. And what I realized was that that we weren't able to get the amount of content out there in the way that we wanted to do it with just advertising. The there were some subjects that we wanted to develop more fully that loan themselves more to a conversation rather than a bullet point. Mm -hmm. And uh, the best you can do, even in a 60-second ad, when you read all the disclosure and stuff like that, you can make maybe one or two bullet points, Mm -hmm. and that's about it. And, uh, you know, so what tends to happen is that, you know, you go down to South Florida and listen to the, the way the financial advisors advertise down there, They'll throw a fear thing out there, some kind of fear about you're going to lose your money in the stock market. And if you don't want to do that, call so-and-so. Right. And they're usually advertising for some index annuity or some kind of high-commission product. The um, And the ones that have radio shows, so there are some radio shows that's a 60-minute infomercial. And, and all it is is talking about there. there's people on this station that are that way. And you know what? If you're selling widgets or something very simple, and it could be a very simple financial product like a mortgage, sometimes a 60-minute infomercial is okay. But with this kind of stuff, there's more nuances to it. Right. There's, there's more gray area. Do, do you think – because it's interesting. You ever notice how, like, infomercials, they never really tell you the nut. You know what I'm saying? Right? You know, you're listening to it, and it's like, well, you could buy a house on a lake for just this, but there's never the nut, right? But yeah. but what's interesting, I think, about the way you've always approached it is, you know, you're not afraid to get to the nut. You know, you're not afraid to get down to what it is that, that makes something tick. I'm not afraid to disclose to you the magic sauce. Right. Because the the fact is, I'll tell you what stocks we're buying, all that kind of thing. The reason is, I'm not afraid of somebody knowing our ideas, mm-hmm. because we're going to execute them, and you may not. You know, it's just like advertising for a gym, physical fitness. Well, you know, you could do it on your own. You don't have right. to join a gym, but you're probably not going to. <laughs> you know, I bet Mike and uh, Adars could comment on this too. How many times I've taken calls from you, 
And I'll be like, where are you, Tom? I'll, or I'll call you. I'll be like, Tom, where are you? And you'll be like, well, I'm in London. And I'm here with Adars or here with Mike or whatever. Happened like be- once. No, but, but, no, but seriously, because you go to the companies you invest in, because you want to see how it works, you're talking about, you're talking about wanting to get. So, so tell me what happens in, in that process. What do you, what do you, Let them get yeah. why, do, why do you guys do that? Why do you go to the company, and what are you looking for, and what are you watching for before you invest in something? I think the biggest thing that we uh, gain out of you know visiting a company, it's it's very easy to just sit in a room and look at a company's financials or look at their website or whatever. But when you go visit a company and meet with their management, I, I think you you gain a certain uh, perspective, a more qualitative perspective, which you don't just by looking at the numbers. You get a feel for how they are, uh, what kind of personalities or what kind of characters they have. So I, I think it adds to our research, gives us another uh, perspective on the company. Do, is that unique, Mike? Uh, yes, um, because like Adar said, it's easy to sit behind a computer screen and just look at numbers and know know the number side of it. But it's like in, in any industry, you sit down with somebody, you sit down across the table from them, you pick up on things. It, it could be the nuances of how they answer a question, even if the answer is right, it's how did they respond to it? Um, and you can tell that when you're sitting down from somebody. I mean, Tom, how do your clients react to that when, cause they, well, they, know they get you to do sit this. down across from us. Right. And so they get a feel for whether we're lying or not. Right. You know, and they can look at us and tell uh, if we're trying to hide something from them. So we don't even try, you know, we, we tell them this is how it is. Um, this is how we see it, and they get that firsthand experience of being able to be across from us and 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 do that. You're you're a small business owner, Tom, and a big small business owner. But I mean, you've been around for a long time, and in these years that you've been doing this, <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> in these years that you've been doing this. Um, I haven't gone paleo. Like no, no. what's your scariest moment? <laughs> you're you, you gonna make fun you're of me now? <laughs> Bring it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you? What's your scariest moment? Well, it's having nothing to say. You right. know, it's just being tongue-tied. It's it's. Um, I haven't had many really what you would call scary moments. I guess the market can scare you sometimes. You, you think? But that's that's what I'm getting at because I remember in the 2000. 7, 2000 or 2008 2009 oh. crash um I, I was here on the air in the afternoons mm-hmm. and i remember we talked because we had you on and we talked about like where's this gonna go yeah. and you said while everybody else was out there with their hair on fire you said calm down we're gonna truck through this there's opportunity in this mess and there was and we we it, it's really kind of what made our firm um we invested in some things in 08, 09, 2010 that quadrupled off their lows and uh, made our clients a lot of money. And really, the fact is, as painful as that down market was, it gave us the opportunity to buy some things at such unreasonably cheap prices that it set our clients up for the next several years. It, it did a good job of doing what it was supposed to do, giving real investors the chance to buy something at a really cheap price. And that probably built a lot of trust capital with your 
clients as well, didn't it? Well, there's nothing like making people money. <laughs> you know, that that makes them happy. So, And especially when everybody else is losing money. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Leland Conway, Adarsh Mushroom, Mike Johnson, and Christy Magrin. News Radio 630 WAP. Alexa, I need to know the news. I added to know the news to your shopping list. Oh, boy. Uh, how about this? Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. There you go. Wasn't that easier? Wait, what? Nothing. Here's the station you asked for. Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr. Are you a retirement saver and investor? Do you know how much income you're going to need in retirement to live? Do you know how much income your retirement savings are going to produce for you during retirement and how to avoid liquidating those funds? If you don't know the answer to these questions, you aren't alone. However, if you would like to know, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free analysis of your retirement savings. We believe every retirement investor should know how much his or her investments should be expected to produce during retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, we have a special guest uh, with us today, Leland Conway. Uh, and this is uh, the 10th anniversary edition of the Tom Dupree Show. Thank God we only have to do it one time. <laughs> um, Leland, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit, and we got about five minutes sure. here. What do you see going on with people nowadays in terms of trends uh listeners are, are, are is you your listener at one time was could be classified as tea party mm-hmm. you've broadened out a little more you're 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 kind of you're not as narrow narrowly defined as you once were um have your politics changed or, or do, does it come across differently do you have to suit yourself to a bigger market and what are people concerned about? What are they cons- What do they tell you? That's a really good question, and it's loaded with lots of cool stuff. Um, my politics haven't changed. Yeah. I, I'm still don't tread on me. When people ask me, you know, what what's your party? I say my party is don't tread on me. <laughs> and funny because when I when I moved to Virginia for a couple of years, yeah. um, they automatically register you to vote there, and if you don't say which one you want, they just make it independent. So I went with that um, because they do their party stuff different there and uh, they have open primary so when I came back home to Kentucky I went in and I said I want to be an independent and my wife looked at me and she said you're crazy you can't primary and I was like I don't really don't care they're all worth nothing anyway right so um, I'll just let them prove to me who I should vote for in the general and then besides um, I would rather not be tied to a party because in my opinion the Republican Party left me I didn't change they left me so what was funny about that was about a year ago um, I get a call from the Courier Journal, and they were letting me know that they were running a story on my political affiliation. And I was like, "Why do you care? Like what?" And it turns out that they decided they were going to pick all these people around Louisville and reveal their political affiliation. And what they thought was weird was that I was an independent, because you know they, yeah. that, that that threw them for a little bit of a loop. So they asked me why, and I told them what I just told you. So 
my politics haven't changed. But in terms of trends of what I see, I do. We, we have broadened the audience. Um, and I think it's less about the principles of what you talk about and more about how you present it. Right. And I think Trump gave us an example of that where, yeah. you know, a lot of what he's done has been more conservative than Reagan in terms of his agenda. Yep. But ironically, he gets almost zero credit for his conservatism from the conservative so-called party. Right. right. You know, and so trends. I would tell you that it's because they're not really conservative. Right. I mean, the biggest right. tax bill ever comes from Paul Ryan. Yeah. And, and that that's what blows me away. And Spending even bill. even here in our state, our, our Republicans decide that it's a better idea to tax dogs and cats when you take yeah. them to the vet than it is to actually overhaul the tax system and put it in a framework that makes sense for consumers. So so there's your trend. I think your trend is maybe I can call them gas station Americans. Right. Um, they're the people that care when the story came out this morning that in April we spent $4.4 billion more billion on gas a year over year. Right. And why do they care? Because that's half their tax cut that they just got from Trump. That's the trend. And the money that we're able to make them at Dupree Financial Group, if they're retired people, you know, that's coming out of that. Yeah. Because we're trying to pay them income on their uh, on their uh, savings. Yeah. And, and I think that's the trend. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the in the last segment. And why I think you appeal to a broader customer base than most of the financial guys that are out there trying to hawk their wares. And that is that you speak to the common man. I have seen fire-branded liberals come up to you and share a joke. And I've seen people all the way on the other side come up to you and share a joke. Because you have the ability to present that in a common language way. And I think that's the trend. And it's why I'm registered independent also. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, but that does not shock me at all. I'll tell you why. it was. You when, did it because I, I did it. When, that was, I'm when just the kidding. governor appointed me county judge for a brief <laughs> right, period right. of time, right. I didn't want to get into going to all the Republican uh, things they have yeah. around here. Yeah. So I just told them I'm an independent. <laughs> I love it. Got me out of a it's whole kind, It kind of stuff. feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't know you anything. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> all right. Stay with us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's the 10th uh, anniversary of the Tom Dupree Show. We have here Leland Conway, our special guest, uh, Mike and Adarsh and Christy, all in the studio. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Attention campers, it's that time again for the 26th annual RV sale at the Kentucky Horse Park Campgrounds. See America's top brands of motorhomes, travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and pop-up campers. Campers starting at $7,999. Motorhomes starting at $59,999. Special financing rates and factory rebates will be available. Discover the great outdoors while making memories with family and friends. It's going on now through Memorial Day at the Kentucky Horse Park Campgrounds. Exit 120 off I-75. Sponsored by Northside Family RV. Road safety is everyone's responsibility, but motorcyclists can do their part to increase their safety. Things like take a rider's course and always wear protective gear, a USDOT compliant helmet, boots, gloves, long pants, and long sleeve shirts. Adding reflective material to your bike and gear is a great way to increase visibility as well as lane positioning and using turn signals. And never ever ride impaired. And remember, always check twice and save a life. Brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Did you know that last year in Kentucky, there were over 9,000 crashes involving semi-trucks, resulting in 93 deaths? It's time we all take responsibility on the highways and share the roads safely with each other. Kentucky State Police will be looking for aggressive cars and trucks on the highways. 
If you are tailgating a big truck or cut a truck off, you may receive a ticket. Please drive like your life depends on it, because it does. Man, rim ties got my ride looking nice. It's time to get back out on the road and show everybody who's boss. Spring is in the air, which can only mean it's time for Rimtime Spring Specials. Rimtime Spring Specials. They package wheel and tire sets to match any budget, like 18s from only $30 a week. Or how about 22s from only $50 a week? Where else are you going to get that deal? Nowhere. I'm talking new 2018 styles from Star, Cavallo, Azara, Strata, and more. They pretty much have it all in their huge showroom. Get off those old factories and start cruising on the wheels you've been dreaming of. They'll make sure you ride today with no credit or obligation so you can see how some new wheels will make you feel. Plus, they'll even give you 120 days same as cash. Located at 207 West New Circle Road in the Big Orange Building across from the castle. Visit RimTime.com or just call 888-ASK-RIMTIME. That's 888-ASK-RIMTIME. Man, RimTime's got my ride looking nice. It is another day and another round or two or three or four of some thunderstorms marching across central and eastern Kentucky on this Saturday. We'll see a high today topping out 75 to 80. Any storm that's out there may be a bit on the strong side with heavy rains. More in the way of scattered storms around on Sunday. Lots of dry times in there too. Muggy though, 80 to 85. Thunderstorms back into the picture in more widespread fashion by Monday. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station. News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Our community needs strong leadership to move forward. It's bigger than electing a mayor. It's about the future, safety, and livelihood of our community. I'm Ronnie Baston, and I want to be your next mayor. Only Baston has a 30-year record of keeping our community safe. From beat cop to SWAT team to Lexington police chief, Baston plans to modernize crime fighting, keeping students safe, and tackling the opioid epidemic. Protecting, growing, moving Lexington forward, putting people before politics. Ronnie Baston has the experience Lexington needs with a proven track record of strong leadership. As Lexington police chief, Baston managed a $60 million budget, saved our city money, and kept our families safe. Baston wants to move Lexington forward and put people before politics by balancing our budget and attracting better paying jobs to keep our economy strong. It's bigger than electing a mayor. It's about the future, safety, and livelihood of our community. Ronnie Baston for mayor. Putting people before politics. Paid for by Baston for mayor. I'm Amy Errett, founder and CEO of Madison Reed, a company that's revolutionizing the way women color their hair, a company I named after my daughter. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color hack. The quality of a salon, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you could feel good about. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first purchase. Use code BEAUTY. Hello, everyone. This is Elaine Pence, owner of Landscapers Corner. Spring is just around the corner, and there's no time like the present to get your lawn ready for the season with the ever-popular Triple Crown Elite grass seed, available in 5, 25, and 50-pound bags. Triple Crown Elite is a three-blend mix that is a drought and disease-resistant fine-blade fescue. Use Triple Crown Elite for a professional-looking lawn every time. 
Farm. In addition to our grass seed, we have products to help with crabgrass, broadleaf, and grub control, as well as fertilizer for your lawn and garden. Landscapers Corner is working hard to be your one-stop shop for all your landscaping needs. Don't forget, Landscapers Corner also has six of the finest mulches available in our area. We also stock compost, bell pine needles, and we are currently expanding our selection of our natural stone. Please visit our website for a listing of our products. Delivery service is available on select items. Just stop by and see us at 13050 Frankfurt Pike or give us a call at 859-225-9433. We look forward to seeing you soon, and as always, we truly appreciate your business. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom DeFree Show. Let's talk a little bit about what kind of things are going on in the market today. Um, this is the... 10th anniversary of there being a Tom Dupree show. We have with us Leland Conway, uh, who really was one of the co-founders of the show by pushing me to do radio back uh, several years ago. Mike Johnson, Philip Sexton, Adarsh Mushroom. And um, you've asked me this question for your show uh, once or twice the average person, and this is who we're talking to, this is the, the, the person out there, and this is who our clients are, they get concerned uh, is what's in my 401K or my 403B or my savings account going to be enough to get me through retirement? And one of the things that we talk to people about is uh, how much can your money that you've set aside be expected to produce, reasonably expected to produce in retirement. Sometimes it's not as much as they'd like to hear. Uh, we, you know, some people think they're going to be able to get 8%, 9%. We, we like to talk more around the 4% range. But some, and anybody that might want to discuss this, um, I'm, I'll just throw it open. Do you think the average person has an irrational view of when they can retire and be reasonably comfortable? I do think so, depending on what they're wanting to do in retirement. Um, Whether it involves earning. Yeah, exactly. If they're going to work part-time, uh, if they're working part-time, because uh, we've talked about this many times, but retirement isn't sitting at home doing nothing. It's having the flexibility to do something else and potentially earn money doing something else even. Um, but with the savings, I think the the thing that uh, people put too much weight in is having a certain amount of savings and then being able to do nothing uh, in retirement. That's, that's where people sometimes can have unrealistic expectations. Uh, they might be trying to take, like you just mentioned, a 7 8 9% withdrawal rate, well, the problem is how long are you going to live and how long is that money going to sustain you? Right. Is, isn't that what's changed the dynamic, though, for those expectations? You know, 30 years ago, if I lived to 65 or 70, I was mm -hmm. doing pretty good. So if I retired at 65, I didn't need near as big a pile That's right. to well, retire. Money, we could, back then, you could get 10% on your money. Yeah. So you could, if you had uh, $300,000, you could pull down thirty grand a year. Off of three hundred thousand without depleting the principal. And right now, I plan on sticking around to be about one hundred twenty and piss people off well into old age. So I mean, That's you know, so you guys, you guys really need to help me out with this and well, and show me how I need to go here to get a big pile for that. Well, when you factor <laughs> in 
the the areas that probably have the higher inflation rates, healthcare, uh, senior living, things of that nature, you know, we see people all the time that says I can take a five or six percent withdrawal rate. I'm not, I don't have kids I want to leave it to or anybody I want to leave it to, so I'm just going to whittle it down over time. Well, that's when you run into real problems. That you know, it, what what happens if you get into senior living and you exhaust your your portfolio in two years? Yeah, and we're talking four to seven thousand dollars a month for a decent facility, if yeah. not more, right? I mean, Time. yeah. Uh, I think something else that skewed people's uh, expectations since the financial crisis, the market, when I say market, the S&P 500, the Dow has just essentially gone straight up and people have forgotten that, hey, the markets can go down. And if you're taking that higher withdrawal rate, that's when you can get into trouble uh, because you're you're liquidating your principal uh, and you're then in a down market, you're liquidating that principal with down shares. My dad just passed away about two weeks ago, and to his credit, he never officially retired. Hmm. He he would come to the office. He would, uh, you know, maybe play uh, solitaire on the computer or something, but he, he kept working. He kept his foot in the business. So um, this is a guy that lived to be 87 years old and didn't ever really retire. Uh, I've known of people who have, have not retired in their 90s and who kept doing something. You know, even though we invest for retirement and help people invest for retirement, I don't really like that concept, the idea of retiring. I mean, it, yeah. you got to stay busy. And, and sometimes when you talk about retiring, you're talking about not doing anything. I, I love that that's your mentality. I, I was at a station event about a year ago and this gentleman came up to, to say hello, who listened to the show. And he said, um, he, I asked him, I said, how old are you? Cause I could tell he was an older gentleman, but he was real spry, you know? And, uh, he said, I'm 95. Yeah. And I, and, and I was like, how, and I mean, how in the world are you? I mean, he's out here. It was a hot day and he's out there and he's just jumping around. And I said, what's your secret, man? And he goes, I never retired. Yeah. He said, I, my kids run the business now, but I'm still there every day. And then and then he told me about, and I'm going to Florida next week if I can sneak away from them because they don't want me to go. So he's making plans, right? I mean, yeah. so to your point, I think my dad, my dad keeps falling off of ladders. You know, he's at 74, and my sisters want me to, they want me to intervene and tell him to put the hammer down. And I say, no way. I would rather he die with the hammer in his hand yeah. than die sitting in a room all by himself because we decided he couldn't do anything anymore. You know, and oh, that's and, and I think that's a, I, I, that mentality is like keep going, right? I mean, what's your contribution to life? Let your right? money work as hard as you're yeah. working. You know, that's that's what we're trying to do is is get the money working so that if you get to a point, say in your 80s or 90s, where you really can't work anymore and you 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 really don't want to work anymore, right? Then you will be able to retire, and you might have enough money to take you through whatever you need. Yeah. How do you guys mitigate risk? We we close our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how I ride a roller coaster. <laughs> Actually, that's how I drive, but Good that's question. another story altogether. That might be an Adarsh question. Well, I'd say one of the best ways to mitigate risk is to know what you own and what you invest in. You know, if if you're just investing in, say, uh, 
uh, a product or you know even uh, an anu uh, an index fund you really don't know uh, exactly what you own you own mm. you know a, a diversified portfolio but what what exactly does that mean so one of the things that we try to do is know exactly what we own uh, and that also helps us uh, you know, gives us the conviction to keep owning it, even if uh, we go through an uh, adverse environment. Um, so that's one of the ways. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at that and you, you continuously monitor it as well, mm -hmm. because things change over time. You know, when, when we're looking at something, we don't just buy it and throw the money in it and just leave it alone. You know, there's a constant ongoing research effort. Yeah. And, you know, when you factor that in with, you know, an investment strategy approach where you, you know, you may keep some in cash or cash alternatives yeah. to uh, have their dry powder to take advantage of opportunities. Well, I think uh, there's a misunderstanding, too. H how do you define risk? Wow. I mean, that's uh, yeah. I mean, for me, I would I would look at a portfolio that I had and say, you know, I want to guarantee that I'm going to get at least X. And that's impossible, isn't it? 10% CD is what you're looking for. Yeah. But most people define. And it's a boom. It's just, yeah. just get out. Yeah. Just get out. <laughs> it don't exist. <laughs> I hit myself on the mic. Um, most people define <laughs> risk as volatility. Right. Ups right. and downs. And ups and downs, that's when you have opportunities. Right. Because if something goes down, then if you've done your research like we've been talking about, right. then now it's an opportunity because the right. price is lower and you're able to buy a good company. So, so Tom, let me ask you this. Um, should I be emotionally attached to my investments? And if not, what kind of attachment should I have to well, them? Number one, you are going to be emotionally attached because you're human. Right. So let's accept that fact. So what then you want to do is to try to manage your attachment, meaning that, you know, it's like what you do with anything else. You, you try to um, be realistic about it while at the same time you, you realize that you're suffering if things are down and you're feeling good if things are up. But the idea is to look at it from a longer-term viewpoint and – to try to look at it over a long period of time, that's hard to do. That's what you're trying to help people do while talking to them on the radio. You're reasoning things out, mm -hmm. things in life that they deal with on a daily basis, not just investments, right. but other things, relationships, the way the government is uh, either doing or not doing its job. These are all investments that people have. Some people are more worried about what's happening with Trump than they are about in their 401k. Right. You know, they're they're more concerned about he drives so many people crazy and so people have a, a profound loss of perspective because of that. Yeah. You have to you have to keep your investments in perspective to the rest of your life. Yeah. Am I really going to lose any meals over this? You know, is it going to hurt me? I mean, yeah. what's it going to do to me? I don't need to draw on it right now. I'm I'm looking years into the future. So, it's interesting. You, uh, um, by the way, you're not being metaphorical. You're being literal. By the way, that it's driving people crazy. Because right after Trump was elected, I was in a grocery store, and there was a woman, three people behind me, standing in line, and she, she was having this conversation with anybody that would listen. 
and she says to the person standing next to her while looking at all of us, I think somebody should pay for our therapy after that guy won. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, it literally drove them that crazy. But in terms of connected to investments, maybe we circle back to what you, you know, I was asking you earlier about why you guys go to the companies that you invest in. It's not an emotional attachment. It's a knowledge attachment, That's right? The, I mean. That, yeah. If they're doing what they say they're doing, then we trust but verify. Right. And and if we can verify that it's a real deal, then we'll usually stay involved. Okay, I read an article this morning about the the trend for Generation Z, even more so than millennials. That's younger people, even more younger than millennials. Right. They're going to buy products based on whether that company, that organization, agrees and aligns with them ideologically. And I've noticed lately a lot of companies are coming out and making ideological statements, which ten years ago that was nuts. Yeah. So where, what, what do you, how do you, how do you navigate a landscape as an investor where well, major corporations are taking risky, controversial, political statements? How do, how do we do that? One thing I would say is that our, the maturity level of our discourse has come down, down, down. We pander to our young. Yeah. And I think. In another 10 or 15 years, some of those people will see it's impossible for those companies to jump through all of those hoops that they say that they're doing and still produce a product. You know, right. this Schneiderman guy, before he it was revealed that he was having some fun of his own, you know, was the, the guy, the New York Attorney yeah, General, yeah. was trying to sue Exxon for— uh, Jekyll global, and Schneid, they called him. Yeah, global <laughs> warming. Right, you know. yeah. You're an energy company, you know, I mean— and so the contortions that a lot of these people put themselves through, it's unrealistic. And it seems like that the younger generations have more and more these elevated expectations of the way things should be, but they're not very conversant with how things really are. Right. How do you really produce stuff? Life is dirty and it can be messy. Yeah. And they don't want that. Yeah. There was an article in uh, Outside Magazine, which is kind of a hiking magazine that I right. get. And I'm, I'm like this close to ending my subscription because they're so blatantly to one side. And it's like, I just want to talk about being outside. And the article was titled, The Big Business of Hashtag Resist. And it was going through outdoor companies who were deliberately undermining the Trump administration because that's what they felt like their customer base wanted them to do. And I thought, think 10 years from now when... You know, because I mean, you, you, you know, you t you asked me at the beginning, has your has your principles changed? And I said, no, no. But America's ideology shifts and Big changes time. all the time. I mean, that's and you've got to have a product that people are going to listen to. Right. Yeah. You know, when when you're out there, I mean, because, you know, there's a lot of other people that want to want those ears also. Yeah. I don't know. It's so, fascinating. Anyway. <laughs> See, we get off on tangents. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Stay with us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Leland Conway, Mike Johnson, Adarsh Mushru, Philip Sexton. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. I want just want to be informed. Major eruption. North Koreans want to meet. I need to be prepared for this severe weather. What you want and what you need. What you want. Every day. What you need. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Are you a retirement saver and investor? 
Do you know how much income you're going to need in retirement to live? Do you know how much income your retirement savings are going to produce for you during retirement and how to avoid liquidating those funds? If you don't know the answer to these questions, you aren't alone. However, if you would like to know, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free analysis of your retirement savings. We believe every retirement investor should know how much his or her investments should be expected to produce during retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, uh, this is our 10th anniversary show. We're recording it on Wednesday for playing on Saturday, and we have a great uh, esteemed special guest here, Leland Conway, with us in the studio. Make me sound like broccoli. Steamed? Yeah. What does that mean? Paleo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you had a question you wanted to ask. Yeah, you know, I asked you why you did radio, and we went through the whole history of me walking into your office and sitting down and right. saying my butt's on the line i could use a little help yeah. <laughs> and you said no but okay i'll listen yeah but you were in this business long before you know i ever came to doing talk radio and you've been able to figure out how to take a radio show and help that to expand your brand but your brand has existed beyond that and i i think it would i, I think probably a lot of people would want to know why do you do what you do? I mean, your job, essentially, if somebody were to ask me what I do, I'd say I, I talk to people all day. Your job is building wealth. Why? Why do you do that? What what gives you that passion? Where does that come from? Okay, I'm going to be real honest with you. Number one, it keeps me busy. It gives me something to do throughout the day, you know. So that's a very selfish thing to say, but it does keep me active. And I think anything that keeps you active and keeps you accountable to other people because you're you got to try to be somewhere at some time and and at least be doing something that that matters is important it's it's not giving in because a lot of people would just like to do nothing Uh, number two you can see the effects of it especially with clients who are pleased and happy over a long period of time Now, you can't see it like you can see a building or a house that's on a street that if you were a builder that you built, you know, uh, you can't see it like a farmer can see the produce that he or she produces, but you can see it in people's satisfaction level and feeling that they uh, are getting something from you. So I think that would be an answer also. Why do we manage money for people? Well, we think we can give them a plan for how to do what they're trying to do that that we hope will work for them over time. I know this because, full disclosure, I'm a client of yours. Um, you just busted us with the SEC now. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, you send letters yeah. to your clients on a regular basis. Why? What What prompts those? Communication is very important. A lot of people say that the reason that they leave their uh, uh, investment uh, firm is because they don't they don't communicate with them. They just 
let them sit out there. And um, communication about any sort of thing. I mean, if you go to a doctor, who do you rather have, the guy that sits down and explains what the procedure he's doing with you is and, and this and that, or some guy that just stands there and says next? I mean, you know, the bottom line is I think the average person likes to be communicated with about their money. Right. Um, speaking of which, there was there was a uh, – I keep referring to, like, articles that I've read, but we were talking about – like, why, what do you think motivates your customer? Like, what motivates people to invest? I mean, obviously, we think about retirement, and you guys have talked about trying to per- change that paradigm. So what are you seeing from your customers as trends and what they're worried about? I'll what let these guys answer that. Mike. So I think the customers primarily, when they come in, uh, a lot of times it's money from that they've saved in a job from a 401K, 403B, some kind of an employer-sponsored plan. And they come in, and like Tom was saying, nobody's talked to them. It's been on autopilot for 30 years. Um, and it's like, okay, now I'm having this huge change in my life, and nobody's coming to me. Nobody's holding my hand, helping me through this. Yeah. Uh, and and that's where we can really come into play. And that, that's what a lot of people worry about. I think that's helpful, too. And uh, But I'm going to say this because we've only got a couple of minutes here. Uh, Leland, I want to tell you, I want to thank you for pushing me into this medium of radio, which has made such a huge difference in my career. It's the most major thing that ever occurred in my career was to be able to do this and to uh, have these people and, and with me to, to talk about these ideas on the radio. and It's because people who are communicators simply love to communicate, and you gave me that. I want to thank you for that. Well, and, and I'll say this, too, because I think there's, there's not a lot of people that do what you do that are also communicators at heart, because I think you are. I mean, you look at back over the last like 10 you. years, you've, been, you've held public office. You've, you, I've seen you. Reluctantly. I've, well, I know. I know you have. I know it was reluctant. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of the core and the essence of who you are. And um, you do this every week in an entertaining format that draws people in that wouldn't normally say, I think I'm going to go listen to an investing show on the radio. You do it different. And um, I think a lot of people appreciate that. And I'll just say personally, on a personal note, that as a guy who was just given this opportunity to do talk radio 10 years ago, who walked in your office and said, I need, a, I need a sponsor, and you stuck with us, and you've been, you've been an absolutely amazing uh, friend through all of that because we, we, didn't just, we weren't just colleagues in that. We became friends through this yeah, process. And, and, um, and I will say this. If it hadn't been a good value, I wouldn't have stuck with it. So, you know, radio's been great. Leland, I want to thank you for coming over here today. Sure. It's my pleasure. It's fun. You guys, you guys make the deal. I mean, Darsh, Mike, and Philip. If it weren't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing anything. So I want to, and I want to thank God and my wife for putting up for me, and, and Christy for doing what she does, and for this uh, show, it's been a real blessing. So, anyway, thank you guys. It's been ten great years. I hope it'll continue. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.